program is paid for by Investor Schooling. All opinions or statements expressed on the program are solely those of Investor Schooling or their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. WPHT, WPHT HD, WOGL HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. This is Investor Schooling Live with your host, Larry Steinhaus, CEO of Investor Schooling. All right. Good morning, everybody. I'm so excited. Welcome to Investor Schooling Live. I'm here with my co-host, Dr. Deb Anderson. Good morning, Always everybody. Always the smartest person in the room. Mm. Only because she has a PhD. <laughs> no other reason. <laughs> yeah. If it wasn't for that, she wouldn't be so smart. No. No. I get that. <laughs> I get that all the time. <laughs> and then what we do, so what we do every week is we come up with a different intro. But today, we're going to we're gonna skip the different intro today. You know why? Because I got a really special guest. So I got to talk about this. This is kind of interesting. So... As you guys know, I'm a big Trump supporter, of course, and, you know, I'm a MAGA Republican. I'm wearing my Trump hat right now because, hey, I should wear my Trump hat because Trump really was the president. I don't care what anybody says. I just got thrown off YouTube, didn't I? <laughs> probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> they might throw you off Facebook now, too. I think right. they might as yeah, well might, account. Actually, I think YouTube is finally finally agreeing that that uh you know you you're allowed to talk about election uh, you know uh, uh, fraud now which you know which is exactly what it was so i'm actually at a at a trump rally about i don't know maybe it was about 4 months ago and it's funny cuz i'm sitting next to my friend who is actually one of our students and i know him and i go hey i wonder if mike lindell is going to come to this event and he laughs at me and he goes dude he's sitting right behind you and it was so funny. I turned around and go, "There's Mike Lindell." And I always wanted to meet like Mike Lindell. I think Mike Lindell is one of the coolest people. And uh, you know, just because you know he's a great entrepreneur, he's uh, he's certainly a patriot. And we start talking, and I realized that this guy is not only a great patriot and a great entrepreneur, but he's like one of the nicest people I've ever met. He's just really, really sweet guy. So I think you might want to just say who he is for those of us who don't know who Mike Lindell is. You think is. that there's actually somebody out there who doesn't know who Mike Lindell I, is? Huh? I think that there were a handful of people who didn't know who okay, he was. Okay, so Mike Lindell is the My Pillow guy. See? And, How hard is it to say that? Well, I, I I don't know, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, just saying. You know, I'm not to, everybody I'm, knows you. I'm trying to bring everything. him into. I'm trying to bring him into the show here. All you right. know, All and, right. you know, you're interrupting me. Yes. What are you, Omri? I <laughs> today I am. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys who watch listen to the show, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So anyway, so so I start talking to Mike Lindell. I take a picture, and you know, one of my coaches always says, when you take a picture of somebody, always get their cell phone number <laughs> to send, <laughs> to it, send yeah. him the picture. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, now I got Mike Lindell's phone number. So I reach out to him, and I said, hey, you know, how can I help? And we started talking, and he's talking about some other things, and we're going to bring him on in about two seconds. But I wanted to just, you know, let you guys know that this is just an, it's, it's an honor for me. And Mike, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Thanks for having me on. That's awesome, man. Thanks for being here, man. It's such an honor to have you on here because it's, you know, it's really, really cool. First of all, you know, we're a show that talks about how to build businesses. We actually have a school. I don't even know how much you know about me, but we have a school where we teach real estate investing. We teach, we teach the stock market and we teach people how to build businesses. And your story, the, the story of my pillow to me is just fascinating to me. But you're, you're, you even go back further to some really bad stuff in your life. And, you know, I just thought it'd be awesome for you to talk about your story first and let's get into what you're doing now. So tell us a little bit about your story when you were a teenager and how rough that was. Yeah, well, I came from a, a divorced uh, family in 1969. I, I was born in 61, so I was like seven years old, eight years old when my parents divorced. And divorces weren't common back then. And I was put into a new school where I didn't know anybody. And I, I became kind of two things either very shy 
I didn't want to talk to people or, or I would show off. And, uh, um, and I don't know if that, you know, if what that really manifested to, but I, but, uh, uh, I remember being at uh, my um, five-year class reunion, and and I hadn't really done anything yet. They had uh, my all my school schoolmates there. They had finished college. Some had started families, and and um, others had uh, advanced their career with their job. Well, I had worked at a drive-in movie theater and a grocery store. I'd been fired at the grocery store. Dropped out of college in the first quarter, and. Uh, and like I say, I hadn't really, I wasn't where I wanted to be in life where I thought I could be. And, but I took over that reunion. I remember taking over that class reunion and told them about, you know, I owed the mafia money on football bets. I was betting wow. football when I was 17, 18 years old, owed them 10, you know, 10, $15,000 making a, you know, making $6 an hour. And uh, they come to break my legs or I told them about getting 17, uh, traffic tickets on a motorcycle out running the cops two days in a row and then and then falling asleep on a motorcycle going skydiving crashing my motorcycle and then my parachute not open my parachute not opening all in the same day and uh everyone everyone was yeah everyone was mesmerized in the thing but but i got home that night i remember uh laying in bed you know everybody's you know um you know, I, like I say, I kind of took over the class reunion, but uh, I got home and I'm laying in bed with this deep sadness. I really wanted what they had. Um, I was just, it was a lonely existence. And uh, um, and that manifested into, you know, I was, uh, I became, a, I started cocaine. I was a cocaine addict and then I was a very functioning addict and my prayers were answered. I ended up, I, I wanted to get married. I wanted to have kids and, and a family. And uh, I think people out there, um, they, you know, a lot of people think addiction is just someone in the street that, uh, um, you know, homeless and, uh, but that's not true. It doesn't matter how many forks you eat with addiction affects all of us. And we were, I was very, my wife and I, at the time we were very functioning addicts and, uh, we raised four kids, but they, uh, but throughout that whole time, I had another track going on where I became, uh, you know, deep into addiction, but, you know, functioning addicts, but I also was an entrepreneur. I would. I would do different things uh, once, um, which is like my sister. I remember her uh, popping a waterbed on the third story of an apartment complex, and I became a carpet cleaner because I cleaned up the mess. And uh, oh, that's uh, so that was a job, I, a company I had for a year um, and uh, or more even. And then I, I became a, I did a lunch wagon business. I had a, I bought different business contract for deed. Um, um, but they, uh, so I would always say, you know, I was an entrepreneur at heart and I would, uh, and that would, they, they'd be successful where things would happen. I'd have to, uh, one of the things I got into was a bar that I bought in 1990 and probably not a good place for an addict, but I had that. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was actually going to say <laughs> that too. So, uh, so I, right. I, I just got to, you know, you're, you're going on and I appreciate it. We got, we have a lot of time, but I, I'm going to ask you something. So you're, so you you were an addict up until what age? When, when, when did you get into recovery? I guess you're always an addict, right? Well, they, they well, the uh, I invented my pillow in 2004, and I quit crack. I was into crack cocaine by then, and, and in, on January 16, 2009, I quit everything overnight by the grace of God. I never wow. um, and never looked back. Um, That's that was uh, yeah. So your 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 phone is cut out a little bit. I'm not sure if it's. If it's a headset you're using or something, but just just so you know, I mean, we can hear you, but it's just it's got like clicks. 
So just just so you know, I don't know if you can okay, do something I'll, with okay. it. Okay, I'm, maybe I'm bumping it on my on my head here, or on, uh, yeah. on my face. Can you hear me? Is that better now? Yeah, yeah. It's Is that better now? Better. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, okay, so, okay. Yes. Um, I mean, but I'm I want to tell I'm you, in, yeah. in, in, in 2008, it's very interesting. Uh, remember, my pillow I invented in 2004, 20 years ago this summer, and wow. it was a parallel track I had uh, – I would do home shows and fairs and stuff, and I was turned down at all the box stores, but um, interesting enough, kind of where I'm at today. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but but, but I, I, ended up, I ended up getting divorced of 20 years, uh, woke up, and we were actually making the pillows in our living room and labeling them and stuff, and uh, we, had, yeah. we had pretty much lost everything, and it was lights out, and, and uh, she left. Uh, she left me. She couldn't take it anymore, and we divorced uh, – a really fast divorce of 20 years. And then um, it, manif- got, it got into 2007, 2008. And the, the, the spring of 2008, something interesting happened. I was up for about 14 days with no sleep, downtown Minneapolis. And and uh, I come out of the bedroom and I'm at one of my drug dealers' house and all three of the biggest drug dealers were there. And they knew each other, but they had never met. And they said, we're cutting you off. You've been up for 14 days. And I said, what is this, wow. an intervention? He said, call it whatever you want, Mike. And uh, uh, the one guy left. The other guy sat up and asked him how much crack cocaine I had left. And I showed him. And I, by 2.30 in the morning, I was out of crack. And he had fell asleep. And I went down to the streets of Minneapolis. And I couldn't get crack anywhere. Nobody would sell it to me. They had gotten the word out. I came back upstairs. And that dealer, he says, uh, how'd that work out for you? And he said, he said, man, you've been telling us for years that you're going to quit someday and you're going to help us all out of this addiction world we're living in. Wow. And he says, we're not going to let you die on us. And he said, wow. give me your phone. I'm going to take a picture. He took a picture of me and he said, and you're going to need that for that book you've been telling us you're going to write someday, which that That's is wild. on the cover of my book. And so two angels, of those the... three dealers, yeah, two of those three dealers are born-again Christians and they work for me now. Wow, so the oh, wow. angel was in a crack dealer. That's amazing to me. That's an amazing story. They they actually they they actually intervened. That's amazing. So so I have to ask. So, you, right, yeah. so, so, I, so I mean that blows my mind. So let's go into uh, real quick. So my pillow. So 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 you came up with the idea of my pillow. You said you were making it in your bedroom, uh, you know, in your house, which is pretty no, awesome. no 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 no. This is, no 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 no. We I, we we when I invented it, took a year to invent, and uh, uh, we tried tried everything. We had foam flying around the neighborhood. Tried over ninety two different kinds of foams and. And uh, when I finally came up with it, um, um, I, I went to uh, actually the first place I went was a bed, bathroom, and I said, "You got? It. I have the best filler ever. How many would you like?" And there, I was so excited. They said, um, "You need to leave now." And uh, you know, <laughs> and uh, and uh, but I ended up doing a kiosk. Someone said, "Do a kiosk." I said, "How do you spell that?" And they said, "And uh, so we end up doing this kiosk." And um, and actually, we we went further in debt there because um, I didn't uh, I couldn't sell to people. I was very almost shy, reserved because I uh, I couldn't be on drugs when I was uh, obviously selling. And I had these two parallel tracks going on. But the kiosk kind of was a failure. But one guy that had bought a pillow from me, the, one of the few days I was there, I had given him my phone number, and he called me that January, and he said are you the guy that invented this pillow here in Minneapolis? And I said, yeah, or Minnesota. And I said, yeah. And he goes, well, this changed my life. And he says, I run the Minneapolis Home and Garden Show. Would you like a spot in there? And I said, sure. 
I didn't have any money. I gave him a check to hold, and I went in there and sold like 19 pillows the first day. But I put a, I put a table in front of me so the people couldn't invade my space because I had this uh, fear of rejection. You don't get rejected if you don't talk, um, I, you know. And I can't wait. wait and, I'm sorry. I can't imagine fr- you not talking. Oh, it was terrible. It was terrible. But when I had that in front of me, the table, I could talk, and they. And I sold like 19, and the people came back the next day and paid to get back in to tell me how the pillow had helped them. Wow. And it made me feel so good. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't about the money. It was about that I had helped them. Yeah. And I just couldn't get over that feeling, and I just kept doing shows and fairs. And then uh, when I quit everything on January 16, 2009, it's a funny story. Two years later, I told everyone, all my friends and family, I said, let's pool our money. I had a dream. We're going to be the biggest infomercial in the world. And uh, and like I say, I couldn't talk. Well, we went to do in August of 2011, we went to film this infomercial, and this producer was there from California. He had come in, and me and this gal were doing our reads, and he texted the other guy. He said, this is the worst guy I've ever seen. He'll never make it on TV. Why am I here? The guy says, the guy says he's paying you. Just humor him. And the next That's day, crazy. it was a live audience. The next day, it was a live audience, and I walked in there, and I'm reading the teleprompter. It took an hour to do one line. I was just terrified, absolutely oh, terrified of public speaking. And, uh, I mean, beyond belief. And I, and then they said, I said, can we take away the teleprompter and put a table in just like kind of like a security blanket, put a table in front of me, just like I did those shows for years. And then it went off, and it, it launched October 7, 2011, in the middle of the night at 3 a.m., and I had 10 employees, and... Forty days later, I had 500 employees. It was the number That's one amazing. employer wow. in the world. Wow. So real, real quick, I just want to let everybody know what they're listening to. This is Larry Steinis. This is Investor Schooling Live. I'm here with my co-host, Dr. Deb, and, of course, the most amazing guest, Mike Lindell from MyPillow, and he's telling us the story of MyPillow, and I'm just so excited to have him here. So, so uh, you, you know, we have a lot of entrepreneurs who listen to our radio show. What, what kind of advice would you give an, a young entrepreneur who is, I don't know, struggling in their business? There's a, there's a couple different things. Uh, one of them is um, uh, look 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 for when you're first starting out, whether you're inventing something or whether you uh, or you haven't been in some or whether you're going into a business, go to someone you trust that's been there, if you can. That's really important because you don't want to waste a lot of time on things that don't work that may, he may have tried or or um, or things that do work. And this is also important. Look for your deviations and blocks, especially your deviations. What I mean by that is if you're in business and you see something that's a deviation that that goes up that's good, you want to duplicate that. If you have a deviation that's bad, don't look at it as the end of the world. Look at it as, hey, this happened. How can I correct it and how can I make sure it doesn't happen again? Those are very important. The other thing I would say is, Treat every customer like it's your only customer because I've been there. I drove pillows all the way across Wisconsin one time because the, the, the delivery and uh, the mail didn't get there in time for his birthday. And, uh, um, you know, I've done things like that. But every customer like it's your only customer and then treat every employee like it's your only employee. And uh, it can that can just uh, it just makes for an atmosphere. I have like 1,500 employees now and uh, we're like a big family and uh, we have careers, not jobs and, and my pillow. And it's, uh, it's really, uh, um, so I'm, by the grace of God, that's why my pillow is made of all the attacks. 
Yeah, yeah. We're going to get into that in a little while, but I want—I I just, you know, I, I, like I said, I want to concentrate a little bit on the my pillow side, only because, yep. like I said, we have so many entrepreneurs who listen to our show. That's what our show's about. It's about entrepreneurship. So you, like I said, right. you're, 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 you being a successful entrepreneur is just exciting to our audience. Absolutely. So, so well, so and I want to tell—I want to tell one thing. I want to tell one thing, and I'm going to show you. That's why something the deviations are so important in the in the spring. You know, like I said, in 2011, we became the number one infomercial in the world. We took in a hundred million dollars over six months. But I woke up that May, May of 2012, and I was six million dollars in debt. And I didn't use a bank. I had never used a bank. They wouldn't give me any money or borrow me any money. Yep. And but I learned so much. I, I kind of reeled it in. I pulled so many things in house then. And I learned from 2012. I learned so much. I kind of took apart each part of the business and said, what went wrong here? What went wrong here? What went wrong here? Because we had the volume that there was so much, so many things that I learned from that 2012. And it was able to correct everything to get to, you know, this huge company. But if 2012 had not happened, we might not be here today. And uh, so that's what I say to entrepreneurs is really watch these deviations Learn from someone that's been there. First of all, grab as much knowledge as you can, and uh, and then uh, and then in your own right, you know, learn from uh, from mistakes that are made. Everyone's going to make mistakes, and but don't think of it because you'll look back and you'll say, "Well, this had to happen just the way it did in order for me to get to get here." And uh, um, so that's uh, that's some that's some advice and deviations and blocks. I run my company a little different than corporate America. 500 of my employees have my direct phone number um, and uh, they will call me if there's any deviations or they're blocked. And um, if you, you know, in a, I think in any company, a small business, especially you want the employees to be able to, uh, to come to you openly and say, Hey, I got a problem here and not try and maybe because if they try and solve it themselves, you might've already been through it or you go someone that's, that's like I say, that's been there. Um, it's just uh, um because a lot of times, too, um, you know, reacting in real time, um, you, you know, a lot of com- a lot of small business don't have time like the corporations. Well, in third quarter, we're down 6%. Let's change our advertising budget, blah, blah, blah. And then if somebody and then if someone in the corporate world, um, they're not going to go to the CEO. Um, if there's if they see a blatant mistake, they'll try and maybe fix it in a big group. And and uh, we have the biggest problem is when someone comes over to my pillow from corporate America because they're not used to um, being uh, being able to go around to the CEO or going around to we run it a little different we run it just uh, so you can keep moving and uh, and in real time what if you know what if we treat every show or every outlet too like it's our every like it's our only um, um, only part of the business or you know whatever the whatever your business is treat every part what if this is the I would have had to live on just this little segment what if i had to live on just this this piece or this show well you'd want to make it as best as you could make it if it you know and um and anybody that has inventions out there or products the best thing to do is go is do home shows and fairs we call it the trenches out there you do those and you you learn from your customers you get feedback from your customers and that is so important to take to just you know take that in like a vacuum cleaner and learn from it to improve your product and and uh, improve the customer experience. So you said something interesting a little while ago. You didn't you didn't use banks, 
which is interesting because we actually teach that. Never, you know, banks are not going to help you. But you, you would, and then you right. said you were six million dollars in debt. So, wh- where did you get that money from? Was it friends and family? Was it investors? How did you? How did you? No, no, no. The six million, the six million in debt was, uh, was uh, that was uh, vendors. That, I mean, that was, uh, you know, when you bought product and stuff because you had credit. Oh yeah, you had sure. credit with all your with, with your creditors. So all of a sudden, I owed, I owed the four biggest creditors, which um, all this money, and I'm going, wow, it's going to take me years to pay this back. Well, then I. I had to look at it all and say, well, what if I bring this in-house? What if I do this? And I had to make a v- decisions to change the course we were on and track. That's why you see promo codes out there tracking each individual ad like it's my only ad. So we're tracking thousands and thousands of promo codes and money hunter numbers every day so that if I run an ad that costs $1,000, if I don't at least break even on that, I don't run it again. It's like having a big baseball team and you all you bat is 300 hitters. So when you see my pillow on TV a lot or on radio, that means that particular ad is making money or breaking even at least. I don't brand. I don't have I never had a lot of a lot of people they got to be very careful on that um, um entrepreneurs are getting into business. Branding can break you if you spend it wrong, especially the world we're in now. You can spend money on Google ads or Zuckerbucks Facebook and just get taken to the cleaners if you don't know what you're doing. And um, and paying an outside source isn't always necessarily the answer, too. That's why I say it's really important to learn from someone that's maybe been there or uh, taking at least all the knowledge you can grab. And there's a lot of stuff you can grab yourself without letting people on to, uh, um, to what you're doing or what you're, you know, that's another problem we have in our country is products get copied in the, in, uh, uh, by big companies. And um, um, that's another problem that we have that the, the big, and then the big box stores take them in, copy it in China and bring it into their, we won't name no names, but a lot of them start with W. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally get it. Yeah. But it, but it's all branding too. I mean, you know, my, the, my pillow brand is just an amazing brand. It, it you, you've made it, you made it a household name. People talk about it, and it's funny because you got people who love it or people hate it. By the way, I have four of them on my bed right now, and I love it. My even my dog loves his my pillow. I think I showed you that picture when we met. Well, I don't know what I don't know what you mean. They people hate it. We've sold eighty some million my pillows, and uh, uh, there's different size lofts. So anyone that's never anyone that's ever tried a my pillow, the only reason you would not want that it wouldn't work is because of the height. Sleep is all about height and temperature. So that's what my pillow is—a pillow you can adjust and get your height. That's the distance from your head to your bed. There's a whole science behind my pillow, and uh, anyone, that's anyone that's anyone that's ever said—I'll give an example. A long time ago, you know, we had we fit our hosts, and so it goes back to Don Imus when I had Don Imus, and I got him fitted for his my pillow, and it changed his life. Uh, you know, sleep is so important to get your REM and Delta sleep cycles, and not have sleep interruptions. Well, when your neck is bent, you'll get sleep interruptions. You'll use your arm, fold your pillow, all these things. Well, if you have a pillow you can adjust where it's not too thick or too thin, um, that's, that's the perfect, you know, everybody wants a soft pillow, but they want it to stay there. That's a fallacy that, oh, I like a firm pillow. No, you just want one with more height. Everybody would love soft to their face if it would stay there. I'll give you an example of this. So this couple, I won't say who they are. You know, they're pretty famous names. I went to meet them about seven years ago, and we walked in. I was in California. They're big radio hosts, and, 
and um, she walks in, and I had never met her. She goes, oh, I love your my pillow. It's made in the USA. You can wash and dry it. I said, you hate the pillow. And he, he looks, he goes, I told you he would know. And I said, and I said, uh, you probably, I said, it's probably too thick for you. She said, yes, how did you know? I said, you probably sleep on down and uh, <laughs> and it's too thick for you. And I said, down has ruined people because it's just air. Down is down and you get all these sleep interruptions. And I said, you need a thinner one. We have different, four different levels. Well, I gave her that level, and now she couldn't stop talking about it because it's like it's like having a shirt that's too small or too big. Before my pillow came along, it was the only product out there where it didn't go by body size, which it should, or it adjusted to the you know the thickness from you keeping your neck straight at night, whether your back sleep or stomach or side. And that's the whole the whole science behind my pillow was the adjustability of it and. Uh, all those things, the add-ons made in the, made in the USA, 10-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee, you can wash and dry it. All those are just bonuses. Um, they don't mean anything if the product doesn't work. You're awesome. You, I'm listening to you, and you are absolutely, completely engaged in your product, and I think that's fascinating. You know, we I do the same thing. So so it was interesting. You said something before. You said that find someone who, who does what you're doing and learn from them. And I, I found it interesting because, first of all, nobody's ever marketed a pillow the way you pillow, market a pillow. So how did you find people to learn from to market something that no well, one's marketed before? Right. I, I did. My, there's another thing out there for entrepreneurs, for inventors. That it's called problem solution. So what I did, I had problems with pillows my whole life. And, I, um, and when, I, um, when I set out, I knew what I wanted with the, uh, you know, I thought, well, I need something I can adjust that, you know, why would I, you know, I don't want to be too high or too low. They had, they had come, you know, down, down, it goes down and it, uh, it's a false sense of security. And I knew that, you know, they had come out with memory foam in the late nineties and that was hot and it was one size fits all. So you're right. I had to go in completely blind, but I did have one thing I knew and I talked to other people and they all had the same problem with pillows I had. Then I found out that the average person back then when it was my studies had bought 40 pillows per um, per person in a 10-year period that didn't work. It was the number one sold non-disposable product in the world that didn't work. The average person at that time had six pillows per person per household in the United States and Canada. So I had done the research that way, but when I finally got the pillow, like I say, um, it was it – was, um, it was giving it to people, and that's where the and and you know giving it to different people, trying to go, wow, this is like you know game. It's a game changer. It, it changed. Now a lot of the stuff surprised me how how um, that that everybody had the exact problem I had, but I had asked around, and when this solved that problem, um, it it was just a matter of time. It was kind of like you know that old, there's an old shampoo commercial years ago that said and they tell two friends and they tell two friends and so on and so on when you make a product that's so that can be um help people um i think that was a big bonus with my pillow i do know that my pillow was an anomaly in the marketing sense of it because um they're on the front end of an infomercial only one country in the world makes money and that's in japan and um, otherwise, they're doing it to make their uh, – it's cheaper marketing. You just bring your – you sell some on TV, but you would never make the cost of the ad. So then you it's just to go into the big box stores, 
for maybe three, four months, and then you're gone. And uh, because the big companies have all the shelves. So um, when, you know, I learned so much, like I say, in the home shows and fairs and uh, kiosks and from the customers um, to get, um, you know, and things change, you know, now, you know, things change. You have so much digital marketing going on now, and you got to kind of learn as you go what the current footprint is out there. Um, but yeah, my, we were very blessed with my pillow and it was kind of, but it was problem solution. Cause I did not have a, I did not have a, anyone to go to and said, Hey, in fact, I was laughed at everywhere. Even my okay. own friends going, Mike, Mike's going to invent the pillow. What is he on crack? Yeah, I was at the <laughs> time too. That's another thing, you know, um, you know, it's like, uh, but this consumed me over here. I didn't, I didn't sit and smoke crack inventing the pillow. I, I got, it totally took me off all my drugs for that time inventing. I was so, you know, I felt good inside that I was going to, you know, invent something or do something that would help people. And like I say, those first people that I sold them to, um, and they came back, all of them came back that next day. And I could see it in their eyes. They go, this changed, this is, this changed my life. And, uh, and at that point, you know, when we did that infomercial, we were the number one infomercial in the world. And they, and, uh, I mean, it was every channel. This isn't a political thing. I, mean, they, uh, I had just as many ads on CNN and MSNBC as Fox, ABC, CBS. To this day, right. we still advertise on every channel. Uh, it's not a. Uh, it's not because you're because now I'm I'm branded with politically that people on the left don't buy my pillow. They absolutely do. They uh, um, because it works, and they uh, you know they they. Um, and uh, did I ever think that it would sell, you know, 80 some million my pillows and get this big? Um, um, probably not. But I just knew that it worked um, and that everybody should have one. <laughs> you know, And it wasn't about the money. It's never been about the money with me. That's that's the that's the thing, too. And one of the things, too, I tell you, inventors out there, when you talk about a product, do the problem solution and then figure out the price point. One of the things is I changed the paradigm with pillows. Pillows were five to ten dollars, you know, in right. Walmart and Target back then. And I had to change it to, you know, my pillow came out around fifty nine, sixty nine dollars for a queen size pillow because of the cost involved. Pillows you couldn't wash and dry back then. That was another thing I wanted to. I wanted to give people value and put it. You know, we had a ten year warranty on them. And pillow companies thought it was nuts. They're going, they w- they wanted to go around me, get the patent, and never make put my pillow on the market because uh, it takes so many. They'd rather just tell you over and over and over and over again pillows that would wear out in a year, year and a half. And uh, you could keep my pillow clean. And people thought it was nuts, big companies. But I, you know, I wanted to give people value, and 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 they, you know, they paid for it. So. Like I say, I reverse engineered the problem solution and siloed out each problem and each solution, making them non-allergenic. All the things that I would want, I um, and then I would, um, you know, do basically doing my own research. And the, interesting enough, when I invented my pillow, I, not one thing was changed on it in 20 years until this year. Uh, last year, there was a thread available in the United States, a cooling thread. And I said, you know what? We should try and make a fabric out of that. And we did. And the, hence the MyPillow 2.0 when we came out with that in January. That was the first thing because sleep is all about height and temperature. That's it, period, your neck. Keeping your neck straight 
and keeping it at the right temperature. Well, and, and to not to get hot. And my pillow would not get hot, but it, but now we have with my pillow 2.0. You know, memory foam can get hot, but my pillow would not get hot. It was that was built to not get hot. But now my pillow 2.0 actually gets you has the cooling thread. So so it um if a person tends to be hot. Um, you know, it, it, it offsets that, and it's a beautiful sleep. Uh, that's, that's, that's great because, you know, I, that's one of the things I struggle with the most is the, when I'm in my, in my bed. And, you know, I, I think about it, and I realize that every part of my body except for my head now and my neck is not as hot except for my, my head and my neck. So I'm going to give you a testimonial on that one because you're absolutely correct. That's, that, is, that is really true. And I remember years right. ago and, that being a problem. So you're right. You're right. That's amazing. Yeah. So, so, right, so, so, and, they, and and you learn you learn so many things. I've I've learned so many things. And when I came out, when my pillow was sued in, I don't know, 2016, I guess. Uh, you know, all these claims. These weren't claims that I made. These were these were testimonials, which I had to send to these horrible lawyers in California, these attorney generals, and say these are t- a quarter million testimonials of my pillow of people claiming it helped all these different things and. And uh, I would think, well, what's wrong with that, showing people's testimonials? So I had to pay out, of, I don't know, a million dollars to settle with them on a lawsuit. And, um, you know, but it's just disgusting. that they, uh, These were the people saying what it did for them. And, uh, um, you know, so they, uh, but each one would have a different problem sleeping, and it would solve that problem. And they'd tell 10 more people, or they'd buy them for their families, and, and um uh, it's been it's been an amazing run. That's awesome. I just want to take a minute to let everybody know, in case you just joined us, this is Larry Steinhouse, and I'm here with Dr. Deb, my co-host, and we are on Investor Schooling Live. And obviously, if you want to take a class this, these are the kind of people I hang out with. So if you want to take a class this week, go to InvestorSchooling.com. That's InvestorSchooling.com, and we can help you build your business. We can help you uh, learn about how to invest in real estate. I bet you have a lot of real estate, Mike. No, I don't. I've got a pickup truck in my house. I, uh, um, they, uh, I had uh, most of the money I made over my life, and well, now it's gone. But they, with all this election stuff that I put yeah, tens of millions in into, yeah. but yeah. I, but I've, uh, I was, I gave all, I put all my money in when I came out of addiction and made all the money in my pillow. I cut, I have a, um, a Lindell Recovery Network dot org, which is free awesome. to addicts online. I built that. I had my foundation. I helped. I thought my calling was going to be just to keep going around and helping people out of addiction and helping them to the Lord. But they, uh, um, then the selection stuff came. So, no, I don't buy. Um, interesting enough, though, I did have a real estate license way back in the day when I was um, I just I took the test. I never sold a house. I passed the test. I took it for a week and learned about it. I was going to be an agent. And then uh, I got in trouble in the 19, in the 80s and uh you know, oh, yeah, um, they won't let you. They, up, that's right. Uh, they won't let you. They won't let you be an agent. But actually, so so we, we actually teach real estate investing. So Mike, if you don't have any money, that's exactly what we teach. We teach people how to invest in real estate with absolutely no money. So we need to get together, bring you to class, and teach you how to do that. But I, I right. do want to get into. Well, I bought <laughs> I bought and sold plenty of stuff with no money. I'll tell you that I bought I bought a I bought a bar the nightclub once just on a contract for deed, very little money down, and that's different. You know, I've done a lot of different things. It's just that. At this time, uh, at this time, I've had, uh, um, you know, it's my pillow and my businesses. And I, I started MyStore.com, too, which for uh, USA Entrepreneurs, uh, that's MyStore.com. So my focus has been on uh, different things other than real estate right now. But, uh, 
Um, right, I get it. I get it. And actually, but, let's get into that yeah. a little bit. So, so you've become the left, the most hated CEO of the left, and that's because you are continuing to claim, of course, that Trump won the election. And I will. I'm right beside you on that one. And also, how election is. I don't know. You can't even have an election anymore. It's it's who the it's who the Democrats appoint to be president now. And let's talk a little bit about that and about your your journey and that. And, you know, I know it's hurt you financially, okay. but I'm pretty impressed right. at your your perseverance. Right. Well, here in and and uh, I'm going to have a little bit different viewpoint than when you say Democrat. Um, I'm going to start with this. The uh, the Democrats wanted these electronic voting machines gone for two decades, including right. my uh, Senator right. Amy Klobuchar. Two decades. Right. And when it, when we had the 2020 election in November and December, right after that election, I looked, like I say, I look at numbers every day. I, I did my own investigation, looked into these deviations. One of the most glaring things I couldn't get, I didn't understand, was every state had non-residents vote in that state that didn't live there. And even every county I checked out. Um, so like Nevada, you know, thousands of people voted in Nevada that didn't live there. Now, I could not imagine all these people going, hey, let's go vote for Biden. Let's run into Nevada yeah, and yeah, vote right. for them. And, right. and it, didn't, it didn't make sense. People are genuinely good people. You couldn't get that mass amount of people, millions of people to do this. And, and I said it has to be done with computers. Well, then. On January 9th of 2021, I got evidence given to me on a silver platter, and I wouldn't shut up about it. My business, they tried to destroy me. I was the number one hit target in the world, the number one story in the world, and it never let up in the, sp in the spring of 2021. I went on Jimmy Kimball back then. He attacked me, but I wanted to get the word out. The only way I got the word out was the bad media attacking me period. And I had to do that. I had to let them attack me. I talked to them every day because we lost Fox News, Newsmax. We lost all conservative media out there. They would not talk because of a thing called lawfare. Smartmatic sued Fox News on February 4th of 2021. And that day forward, they never, ever been able to have anyone on to talk about uh, in the elections, period. And that includes 2,000 meals, which wasn't even machines. Now, here's what Here's what um, here's what I believe that there you know this isn't about overturning the 2020 election anymore. For me, it's been about when I found out what I did in in, in January of 21. Jimmy Kimball asked me on stage or on that um, back in that spring. He said, "Mike, if the shoe is on the other foot and your friend Donald Trump was selected, so you say." Would you still be sounding the alarm? And I said, absolutely, I would. This isn't about who won that election or not, or who was selected. This is about every election going forward in history. And, and what I believe now, what we have found over the last three years, all this is this uniparty. I believe what came into our country, deep state globalist uniparty. Now, the Democrats that wanted to get rid of the machine, they just, oh, they just love it, you know, that, they, you know, that they're in now. But when, when people say to me, um, you know, Mike, what's been your biggest block to secure our election platforms? Bar none, it's been the uniparty Republicans. That's your Robin Bosses of Wisconsin, your Brad Rassenbergers yeah, of, yeah. of um, Georgia. Sure. I go into all these states like Alabama, Missouri, Mississippi, Texas, Kentucky, and you would think that the Republicans would go, hey, let's look into these problems we have with our elections. 
but they don't. They, they block it and they block it. But that's all changing, everybody. I've got a great plan out there we're, that we're doing right now. You guys can check it out at lindellplan.com, lindellplan.com. Check it out. It's, I've laid it all out. We're going to have secure elections. We already have 100 counties that are, um, are going to go to paper ballots by 2024 that are committed to that. The RNC just said they just passed a resolution in August. When I ran for RNC chair, a lot came out of that, everybody. It wasn't in vain. And they passed a, or, uh, a resolution in August. The RNC did paper ballots, hand-counted, same-day voting, precinct level, and signature required. So there's a lot of great things going on. No judge has ever looked at the evidence in the United States based on merit. Not one judge has. Not one. They've kicked it out for standing, or they've kicked it out, or they've made sanction. That's all changing, as you guys know. That as people now they're able to talk about this because uh, we've got to fix these things now and secure our elections. I don't care. This isn't a Democrat or Republican thing. This is a people thing. We all. This is united the people. By the way, Donald Trump has united the people. The, if you talk to anyone on the street, they see how bad this what our country is going towards. What's happening now? And they're coming into this common sense bucket, pouring in from both sides, going, hey, we need to have, we all want a joyful time while we're here. We don't want open borders, fentanyl pouring across and people dying of overdose and losing hope for our country. If it doesn't make sense and doesn't help either party, they have a hidden agenda. And that's where we're sitting right now in this world. Yeah, we can't have people crossing over the border that are drug addicts and, and inventing my pillows, right? It was, it was a bad right. joke. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> even even right. Dr. Deb gave, right. me, a, gave me a nasty down. look right. on that bad right. joke. But right. so, right. So, right. so all right. So so you know a lot of people say that you know you're crazy. You're you're a fraud. You, you don't know what you're talking about. You're supposed to produce evidence. Now, I, I mean, I look at this and and I'm an outsider and I don't, I didn't even get anywhere near. Uh, if, if you're at the 50-foot view, I'm probably at the 50,000-foot view of what I saw in the elections. I mean, I saw, you know, you saw Trump was leading for, for days, and then every, every day another, another state went his way. And this happened, you know, apparently it happened because of mail-in ballots. What do you think of the mail-in ballot uh, concept? It's horrible because they're able to pull people off the dirty voter rolls. Every county, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take both of those things apart, what you just said. Every county in the United States in the 2020 election had people vote within that county that didn't live there or they were deceased. Now, people didn't do that. Computers did it. They've lied to us and said none of these computers were online. I encourage everybody to go to lindellplan.com, and you will see what we've got there. You watch these videos, and you watch – um, they all lied to us. They are online, and we have devices now that will show they're online. But I will say this, the, uh, um, when, you, when you say that when people say, well, Mike didn't have any evidence, I'm going to tell you where the evidence is. You can go to Frank's speech, my platform. We've got a, a, up, up there it says inside the machine. All the evidence has been there for a year and a half shown right there. What's inside the machines, all the evidence. But nobody will talk about it. Fox News isn't going to put it on. And by the way, the two big lawsuits or three big lawsuits against Mike Lindell and MyPillow, I've given the 32 terabytes that I was handed on January 9th of 21, I've given it to them. That's why I asked Dominion to sue me was to be able to present that evidence that the whole world would see. They've had it in their hands. The whole world can look at it. 
PCAPs, everything. Uh, Dennis Montgomery just got through another testimonial yesterday, another deposition. So what's happened is the media is out there. When you have the media, they just kept saying, oh, there's no evidence. There's no evidence. There's evidence. That we, have, we have evidence. We even have the cast vote records now that come right out of the machines. And every single county that we had in the 2020 election was computer manipulated. Every one. We have one third of all the counties. And this came right from the Secretary of State's office. So what's happening is they have the media and, to, you know, they have the media and we don't have our media a big enough voice yet to get the, the word out there. That's why with my plan, we're going from the county up and we're going to fix our elections going forward. And uh, when we get the right people in office, uh, then they, then we can uh, we can maybe circle back and see um, things that happened and people that should be put in prison for what they tried to do to our country, but they didn't get away with it. So what do you think of uh, Mike Johnson, Speaker of the House, coming in? Uh, I think a, that's as... one of the best. Yeah, yeah, I think it's one of the yeah. best things that ever happened. Um, he was all about, um, you know, election too. That we there's a, you know we have to fix our election platform. We needed someone like that, and that that's just another area which I'll be going there. I will be bringing everything I have. Right now, I became like a hub of a wheel. I have what's called the cause of America. I have 300,000 people on the ground in all 50 states. I do a call every Monday to lead them. And we have. I also have the Election Crime Bureau, which I run, which I set up. So we'll be bringing all this stuff now. We'll be able to bring stuff to get change done. I think he's the best thing that could have happened. Um, um, and I'm, I'm so... Uh, um, I'm grateful. I think it's I think it's God's divine intervention there that get him in in there. And um, I, I he's from Louisiana too. I've been, spent so much time in Louisiana. Um, they um, they uh, they're fighters down there for their election uh, integrity. Um, our election. I don't like that word. It's a weak word. I tell you, their election to fix their election platforms and the election crime that's went on. Um, but I think he's great. So, so let me ask you real quick. We, ha- we actually have about 10 minutes. I'm wondering if you would uh, w- would mind taking some phone calls from the audience? Absolutely. So if anybody wants to call in, it's 855-939-1137. 855-939-1137. You can talk to Mike Lindell, ask some questions about my pillow, about the election, about his life. 855-939-1137. That's 855-939-1137. Let me say it one more time. 855-939-1137. So, so Mike, it's funny. I, I was, you know, I, on my way here, I'm, I get an email from you, of course, from Frank, from Frank Speech, and I'm, and I'm curious to know why you, why you have Frank Speech selling my pillow. Well, because we, we advertise my pillow everywhere, and Frank Speech is the platform I set up. We have other advertisers on there too, um, but at the uh, uh, most of the time. My pillow is outsells anything else that's out there advertised. So um, it's been a, it's been a good marriage there. But the uh, but we have other advertisers too, and and uh, um, it's worked out pretty good. By the way, everybody, you can use promo code Mike today on this show. So by, you're also you're also you're you're breaking up again. So give it give it again. Yeah. By the way, everybody, you can use promo code Mike for this show today if you want. I know people are um, texting me all the time saying what what I. I don't have a promo code. You were on a show, and and uh, but yeah, you can use the promo code Mike. But we have we have Frank Speech, at, you know, and I I set up Frank Speech because what scared me back in twenty one 
after three months, the media went completely silent on me after I came out with the movie Absolute Proof. So that scared me. You can have all the evidence in the world, and you can have a voice out there, uh, but if nobody, if you can't, don't have a platform to speak out, um, it's over. You, you, nothing will matter. It'll be like a tree falling in the forest, and if no one's there to hear it, did it really yeah. fall? And that exactly. scared me. And that, and that's why I, that's why I put all that millions of dollars into the platform Frank Speech and Lindell TV. Now you, you've, you've actually gotten pretty hurt a little bit with uh, financially because of all of this. You know, you've been sued. You've been paying legal, legal yeah. fees. And and it's funny because I, I you know I, I contributed recently to your offensive or your offense fund which was I thought was offense fund yeah 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 because I, I I thought that yeah was, I they, thought there's was three tracks there. there yeah yeah there's three tracks and my pillow they've just uh, attacked uh, you know canceled all the retailers the box stores and everything and it's been and here they've done nothing that's an employee owned company these employees have not got a stock dividend for two years they've been attacked and their lawyer bills were so high their lawyer bills. Two million a month, and I finally said, "Enough's enough. I'm not going to drive the company into the ground." I, I ran out of money to subsidize anything. I have zero money yeah. left, and that was true because I was doing everything else in the country with the offense fund. I'm out there. Everything you see out there, like let's say it's Arizona with Terry Lake and Mark Fincham with a lawsuit to get rid of the machines. I financed that. I'm, I'm, you know, all yeah. these things. I put tens of millions of dollars into that. But then I ran out. So then the media, they're all over the news. Mike Lindell, my pillow's going under. We finally shut him up, you know. Um, well, they're wrong. I'm never shutting up until this country. I love this country, and we're uh, we're going to win. Right, so hold on. We got, actually got people online. But real quick, somebody on, on – somebody, we also do this on uh, live on Facebook and other, uh, other places. So somebody on YouTube is actually asking a question real quick. What was the name of the website that he said to check out about the election fraud? So what was the, the website you gave? Uh, it's lindellplan.com, lindellplan.com, L-I-N-D-E-L-L plan.com. All right, let's get Frank and Philly. What's going on, Frank? How much? How you doing, Mike? How you doing? Hello? He, he's, Good. He's How are you doing today? Okay, that's your question, Frank. Now. We only got a little bit of time. Okay, I just got a quick question. What are your true feelings on the 2024 election on who's going to be our next president? Um, I run a small business myself, and I've seen nothing but the decline coming up uh, since we elected our last president. And some days I just feel like I want to sell my business. Some days I feel like I want to keep it. But I know if we go into 2024 the same way we went into the last election, I think we're all doomed and done. Yeah, yes, I and I and I agree, but but God's given us grace for right now. See, all the things that have happened, the, even the bad things going on right now, everybody, um, is pouring more people into this common sense bucket. Common sense bucket. I will have these. I really believe my team will have these elections secure enough by the 2024 election that Donald Trump will win in a I landslide. So. And and if they and. Uh, uh, he, and, he, and, they, and and now, you know, when I talk to him, he goes, do you think we, you know, it's his, there's so much damage, um, how, you know, how fast can it be fixed? Uh, well, I think he's proven that he can do things pretty fast. He's pretty good at uh, what he does. And uh, so it's going to, it's, you know, I think that's what everybody, uh, um, if we don't have him, you know, um, it is, I don't know where this country yeah, will go yeah, because we, we, uh, gonna, they're just trying be to destroy trouble. it. 
Look what this guy. Yep. Look what this guy fighting. I mean, two wars already, and, and we're actually on third war. And World War Three is is six months away if somebody doesn't stop this idiot. Actually, we're gonna move real quick. Let's go over to Mark in uh, Turnersville. What's going on, Mark? Hey, I just want to tell Mike that thank you for being a good patriot. Uh, everyone in your audience, Larry, should should um, should purchase his product. This is what we should do. We should we should sponsor people that share our vision and that are, are you know that are pro America. And, uh, you know, I just want to say thank you, Mike, for what you're doing. I, I did buy your product uh, for a few of my homes, and uh, I love them. I mean, mm-hmm. not, not only are they good, I, w- I would just personally buy your product anyway because of what you stand for and uh, for the guts that you have. So I just wanted to personally say thank you to you. And I hope your audience, uh, well, Larry, will, will support Mike as well, too. Thank you, Mike. That's great. Well, thank so, you. So real quick, yeah, Mike, thank you. Mike, give them the website for the uh, for the offensive fund. Is, it, is that free? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, here, you guys, if you want to help out and help save our country, go to LindellOffenseFund.org. 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 And uh, um, that would be absolutely awesome if, uh, if, you, guys, uh, if you guys do that. Um, and you guys know I've I made contributions to Trump. I've made contributions to this fund, other, uh, other uh, Republican candidates. So you guys all know that you guys all know that. Uh, that and, I'm, and I'll give you know, a, I'll give fan. I can give a number too. I'll give a number out too. It's eight hundred five nine eight six seven four seven. You can call and donate that way. Um, it's eight hundred five nine eight six seven four seven eight hundred five nine eight six seven four seven. And they, uh, uh, my operators, they they um, um, they'll take your they'll take the order right over the phone too because we right now I, I'm. This is my biggest thing right now is we've got this plan going and we've got two weeks to this election on November 7th. Every, you're going to see stuff, this thing unfold, and it's going to, everything we do this fall is going to help you know, 2024 uh, secure our elections. So we're well ahead of the, we're way out in front of this, everybody. We've been working on this two years. That's awesome, man. All right, let's get David. What's going on, David? Yes, good morning. Uh, Mike, I want to begin by saying you are the Patrick Henry of our time. Okay? You are a true American patriot, and you will go down in history. Your name will not be forgotten. Okay? Your name will not be forgotten. But I also want to add, I have several MyPillow products, and I love them. I have four MyPillows. Okay? I have... Two pairs of your men's pajamas, which are the most comfortable pajamas. I practically can't even sleep in anything but those. Okay, and and I have your my slippers, which are absolutely right extraordinary and so well made that it looks like they're going to last yeah. a lifetime. I can't even wear these things out. Yeah. Okay, right. But uh, so your products, Mike, are superb. Okay, but. More important than your products is what you're doing for the United States of America. And I'm going to repeat it. You are the Patrick Henry of our age. Your name will go down in history. You will never be forgotten by the American people. That's all I have to say. Well, awesome. God bless you. And, and, I, and, I, and I, it's funny. He says that the, uh, the president, when we talked to he, a couple of weeks ago, he said the same thing. He goes, Mike, you know, when I say president, our real president, of course, everybody. And uh, yeah, the right, president, exactly. he says to me, he goes, he goes, Mike, you're the Patrick Henry of our lifetime. He goes, they're going to build a statue of you so big, but he goes, of course, they'll tear it down right away. Yeah, no, they'll, 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 they'll tear it down 20 years from now, right? That, that's how it works. Yeah. Well, he said, uh, he goes, he goes, yeah, but he was, you know, he's such, he's, he got such a good sense of humor, but he goes, of course, they'll tear it down right away. We got to get me in office. We got to get this straightened out. Exactly. 
Exactly. Yeah. All right, so so Mike, we got like tons of calls, and we have zero time, but we have one more guy. Let me get this guy in. His name is Mario. What's going on, Mario? Are you there, Mario? Can you hear us, Mario? Hey, Mikey. Oh, he dropped off. Okay. Yeah, just throw, just throw the next person on, Glenn. I don't care who it is. Okay, that's fine. Put him, connect him. <laughs> connect him. What's going on? I don't know who you are. This is Larry Steinus. I'm here with Mike Lindell. What's your name? Ice Cream Gary. Oh, it's Ice Cream Gary. Talk to Mike Lindell. You got like two minutes. Okay, Mike. Real, uh, good morning, Larry. Good morning, Mike. How about yeah. the Hunter Biden laptop and all that illegal business in his corrupt family? You know, yeah, well, isn't that isn't that something? How the media hid that, and uh, uh, and the FBI and everything. Um, there's so much that uh, put out. But I will tell you this, and you guys, I would encourage everybody to go to uh, Frank's speech or, or go to go to LindellPlan.com and watch. There's a video there called "How We Got Here" that I did. It's an hour long show, and it'll say things like. If, if back then, if Hunter Biden's laptop, if it would have been revealed and, and Donald Trump would have got in and even overrun the algorithms, I'm telling you, we would have lost our country. All these things had to happen the way it did because so much has been revealed now. Now when he comes back in, we can repair all this. Kind of like what I said earlier in the show. With me, if 2012 didn't happen in my I know, pillow, I, I wouldn't, hey Mike, my I hate, pillow Mike, wouldn't I hate be doing here. this to you. Yep. I hate doing this to you, especially when you're on a beautiful soapbox right now. But I've got literally 20 yep. seconds, and I got it. And I got it. I got to, you know, get the outro. But I, I appreciate yep, you. Yep. You were awesome, Mike. I'm so appreciative. Real quick, right, if you guys want to reach out, yeah, you're, you're real, excellent. If you guys want to reach out to us, investorschooling.com, you can take class. You've heard Mike's websites, so of course, go to Frank Smith, so frankspeech.com and uh, lindellplan.com. These are all places you can go. Thank you, Glenn, for having us. And uh, thank you, Mike, for being here. I totally appreciate it. Hang out. This program is paid for by Investor Schooling. All opinions or statements expressed on the program are solely those of Investor Schooling or their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey.